Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? Today, I am adulting, and I'm going to get into that, what that means. But before we get started, I want to talk about our community. So places to belong is really a part of my lifelong why. Why do I do things? So whether it's the Aqua Monsters, the youth swim team that I run, or our community here at How She Really Does It, or with my groups, such as the Enoughers that I get to coach, and even with my private clients, one of the things that I'm always so determined is to create an opportunity where people can belong, where you get to be you instead of who you were told you were supposed to be or who you believed that you're supposed to be to belong. And really what we call that fitting in. It's not belonging. It's that hustling for our worthiness. So community building, having a place to belong has always been really important. And one of the things about our community here with how she really does it, it's a virtual community. And the bummer for you is that you may not get to hear the stories about how the show impacts other people's lives. And I want to share those stories with you and share listener stories and the iTunes reviews, because like I used to say in the old show intro, can go back and listen some past years, that this show is about the windows of possibility, the windows of possibility. So when you're looking out the window, you're seeing all the things that are possible, right? The, the tagline for the show is the place where inspiration and possibility meet. And the idea was that if this is possible for other people, what's possible for you? And that's such an important way to look at such a great question for us to look at our own lives and to gather ideas and to be inspired and then to take action. One of the things that I really want to focus on is building this community that we have because I get so much listener feedback. Again, sometimes it's via emails, it's iTunes reviews, and I'm going to be asking you for iTunes reviews because one, it's your way to give back to the show. It makes it more visible and like it's helped you, it can help other people. And two is my email inbox is kind of a shit show right now. So let's not be sending me emails, though I'd love to hear from you right now. It's not a good time. I'm trying to work on getting that whole thing tamed. But I want to share these stories with you because it's so important for us to be inspired and to get an idea of, oh, I'm not the only one. I can't tell you how often my clients in the enough group will say, I'm not the only one, even though they've experienced it by reading about it, by maybe hearing about it. But when they're in the group and they hear other people and their struggles, they realize they're not the only one. Since iTunes reviews is a public place, and since because of Amazon and other things, we've been trained to read the reviews before we make a determination of do we want to spend our time or our money there, I'm inviting you, I'm asking you to go to iTunes and leave a review. And I'd love for you to share your story of what this show has done for you and share it with others because that might ignite them about what's possible. It may help them believe more. It may give them ideas of, oh yes, I can share this and I can have a weekly coffee talk talk with some of my girlfriends about this show. And it can be our common focal point and it can bring us together. 
So I'd love for you to go to iTunes and share a review about what the show has done for you. And today I want to give a shout out to Rocking Priscilla. Now here's the thing, you guys, I really want to showcase you and what you have to say. And we've had more stars this past week because last week I asked to give us reviews and I thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm not saying that I'm not grateful, but I can't acknowledge you if you give a star without leaving a review because I don't see that. All I see is that the stars go up. So I would really love for you to log back in and give a review for the show. It helps the show because it's the way the algorithms work on iTunes. And also it allows people to go in and say, is this worth my time? Is this not worth my time? And that's one of our most scarce resources is time. So rocking Priscilla, she says, I'm new to your podcast and have loved listening. I'm sharing them with my daughter too. Thank you for this great work. Rocking Priscilla, thank you so much. I'm so excited that you're sharing this with your daughter. I can't tell you how many times people have told me that this show is the common bond, especially once their kids get launched off and go off to university. And so the parents will share the show and they'll come back and they'll have a conversation about it. And that'll be their connecting force because lives are a bit different. So you're not the only one. I love that you're sharing it with her. And thank you for letting me share that idea with our community here. Today, I'm talking about adulting. Now, let's not get that confused with adultery. Adulting, A-D-U-L-T-I-N-G, is a word that I made up. Adultery is the painful thing that I'm not going to be discussing about. So it's not adultery, it is adulting. And I'm going to talk about what is adulting, what gets in the way of adulting, how to be an adult, and the dangerous pendulum swing. So I'm excited to talk about this. My clients hear me say this all the time, and I've been meaning to do a podcast about this. It's a way for me to say, yay me, I'm an adult. And so adulting is being the adult in your life, like really being the adult and loving being the adult. It's, you know, when you were a kid and you thought you were gonna have all this power and influence over your life and you couldn't wait to grow up to be an adult. And then you realize later, maybe being a kid was better, but actually being an adult is awesome because it's about you being the boss of you. It's about you supporting you. It's about you taking responsibility for yourself it's about you taking care of you. It's about you being the leader of your life. It's about you being your own best friend. It's about you valuing your opinions. So being the adult in your life, oftentimes I'm driving around and I will say, I'm such an adult. I'm adulting. Look at me. Yay me. Which is so counter the way that I used to be. I used to think about how I did this wrong or how I wasn't good enough at this. And I just beat myself up. And that my friend is not the pathway to the relationship you want to have with yourself. That's not the pathway to getting the goals that you want. It's actually about going from it from a compassionate way. So when you can just acknowledge those small things that you may be doing, that's in line with you being an adult. And I'm going to get into that in a bit. But first I want to talk about what gets in the way of adulting. So again, going back to my twenties or early thirties, overachiever, like I just thought I'm going to be an overachiever. And I don't think I intellectually made this commitment, but I'm like, Oh, just work harder, work harder. You know, if I just do more, if I just do more, if I'm really, really busy, then that can lead me to the results that I want. But it was really leading to exhaustion. And then the busyness 
created a situation where I was unreliable. Now, here's the thing. It wasn't that I was unreliable to other people. Does this sound familiar? It was that I was unreliable to myself. I would make commitments to myself, but not keep them. I would never do that with somebody else. If I said to somebody else, I will do this you know, for you, with you, I'll be there. I was going to be there. No matter if it meant that I had to go through brick walls, not one wall, but walls to get there, I would but I wouldn't have the same conviction for myself. And over time that eroded my own self-trust. It was hard for me to believe that I would actually get this done. And so I would use busy as an excuse to not take care of me. I wouldn't plan. I didn't organize because who had the time to do that? I was always reacting to whatever problem was in front of me. And here's an example of reacting. I'd go grocery shopping 10 minutes before I was about to cook dinner because I realized I didn't have something to cook instead of thinking about, okay, what is it that I want to cook and making sure that I have the stuff ahead of time, you know, keeping commitments to others before and, but sucking at keeping commitments to myself. I mean, that that's the thing that gets in the way of adulting and we wind up becoming filled with self-hatred. So how do you become an adult (laughs) besides we turn 18 one day and then somebody tells us that's the predetermined age for adult. I didn't feel like an adult at 18. I think I started feeling like an adult in my forties, but uh, it took me years to become someone who can consider herself as reliable. And I'm going to give you this, like even today, I become more and more reliable. They're just things that I do. I get to appointments earlier now to make sure that I have time, whether it's, I always like to go to the bathroom. So to go to the bathroom or, you know, even today I made sure I had some checks written out ahead of time that were there in my wallet because I knew how much it was going to cost for the service. And then that way, instead of delaying the, you know, the process a, a little bit longer, I just had it and pulled it out. For me, that's a version of adulting. I'm like, yay me, planning ahead, making sure that I do small things like think about what is going to be coming up in my day and how will I structure to make sure that I have food that's nourishing me. I remember being in college thinking, oh, I'm a really busy person. I don't have time to go to the bathroom. And when I, I was pretty good about eating because I was an athlete and I needed to train, but you know, not even in my twenties and thirties when I was first a professional, I was like, oh, I don't have time to eat. And so I would just walk and stuff something down my face of whatever calories I can get or not sleeping enough. So being adult is the small things that I'm no longer willing to negotiate with myself. So example, exercise. I put it down on my calendar and those are the days that I'm going to go to my back class or I'm going to go do certain things. And it's on my calendar. I'm not willing to negotiate because negotiating, should I go? Should I not? Oh, I'm tired. I didn't do well last night with my sleep or this happened, or I've got this big project. There's always a lot of reasons why not to, but the reason why is that if I go and exercise, it helps my back, which is such an important thing for me. So by not negotiating, I don't have the brain juice drain that I used to have by constantly negotiating. And then I would tell myself like, oh, I can't swim at this hour of masters. So I'll go at noon or I'll go at one or I'll go at six. I'll go at seven. Oh, I just now ran out of all the practices of masters for the day. Even though they offered them all day, it wasn't a good fit. So negotiating with myself, I had to stop that to become an adult. I had to make decisions ahead of time and honor those commitments to myself. One of the other things that a few years ago I started getting into the practice of was going to the grocery store on Sunday mornings. I don't like to go to the grocery store. Who's gone on a Sunday afternoon, like 
four o'clock, five. And even last week, I think I went to Trader Joe's. It was probably about 2.33. And I thought, oh, this is a great reminder of why not to come. I was yay me that I was there because there was some other stuff that happened in the morning that I had made a deliberate decision. But it was a great reminder to not go back. That's also part of adulting is you know, having a commitment, having a practice. And then sometimes when you alter it, having that contrast, not beating yourself up, but just going, what a great reminder. This is why I go in the morning because I like to go when it's empty, not when it's crowded and there's all these people and it's hard to get around. And so that's a version of adulting. The other thing about for adulting for me is about creating repeatable routines. So there's certain things in my life that are repeatable, like flossing the teeth, brushing your teeth and washing my face at night. So those are things that are repeatable and knowing that when I do that, it's so much better. Here's something like, I really like to make sure in the mornings when I get out of bed, even though I work from home, that I actually get dressed, that I get out of my pajamas and I get dressed and I go into my office and I start work. For me, that's a version of adulting. Making my bed every morning is my version of adulting. It's like, you know, knowing that out of whatever may happen that day, I did do one thing and I did it well and I made my bed and I took care of myself and I took care of my space because I like an organized space. And it's not a complicated bed and it's not as nice as the housekeepers will make it at when I go to a hotel, but it works for me. So I'm not talking about perfection. It's a couple of duvets, some bunch of pillows, way too many pillows, but a bunch of pillows. And I put it all up there and I get it done and it's done and it's taken care of until the end of the day. When I go back for me, that is my version of adulting. You may have a different version and that's okay. Cause remember in the beginning of this episode, I talked about you being you. It's not about you being me. These are just examples so that you can take from them what you want or say, absolutely not. That is not for me. And that's fine because it's about you being you and being aligned with your values and priorities. I like to have a a well-made bed. I went decades without making my bed. That is not something that I like to do anymore. I like to have my bed made. So planning, organizing, not reacting. That's what we want to do to be an adult. For some of my clients, it can be about like with money, it's about being reliable about spending only what they earn instead of putting themselves into debt. You know, for me, it's so often about keeping commitments to myself. And when there's a gap between when I keep the commitment and I don't, instead of beating myself up and saying, oh, you're so lazy or you're so foolish, I look at that and go, oh, what was the reason there's a gap? Oftentimes it's that I put too much on my list than is humanly possible. And so it's about realizing that and starting to have a different plan. So like one of the things that I do now is I had to get my car fixed today because a rock hit the windshield. And so I need to call my dealer and it wasn't going to happen today because I knew I was going to be recording this for you. So I wrote on my calendar for next week on a certain day that I was going to have some space of this is when I'm going to take care of this. Because if I left it up to my brain to remember, I would spend so much brain juice. Remember to call, remember to call, remember to call. And I'd forget. So part of me being an adult is I put it down on my planner and I have a written planner. And the other part of being an adult is that when I make appointments, I immediately put it in my phone. It's immediately on my iCal. That way it's there and I'm not using brain juice. As an adult, I'm really aware of maximizing my brain juice, not allowing it to get drained on things that aren't important to me. So those are examples of how to be an adult, being reliable with yourself, having boundaries, 
that support you in your life and not doing it perfectly. My friend, I'm not talking about doing it perfectly. We screw things up. We make mistakes, but we want to look at it from a compassionate point of view of what can I learn from this? How can I grow and continue to get better? And then to celebrate it. Remember, we have to celebrate. I was seriously this morning saying, Amy, look at me get to this appointment ahead of time where I'm not rushed. I'm not late. And I've gotten so much better at doing those kind of tasks. My old me would have not even owned it and just, of course I should be early. You know, this is what an adult does and really just judge myself and kind of like not even allowed it. But having those yay meets, I'm sharing them with you. Normally I wouldn't share with anybody else, but I normally, that's the language in my head. That is how I'm adulting. Now, here's the thing that's really important is that when we are adulting, but we're rooted in shame, And so shame is that voice of you're not enough. It's that very toxic soil and you're trying to white knuckle it like, oh, I need to adulting because this is the quote good thing to do, right? We like to beat ourselves up that way and we're white knuckling it. We're doing it from a place of shame. What happens is that you actually are not adulting. You're becoming, and this is not a big fan of the word discipline, but you're going from a pendulum swing of, I'm going to white knuckle it. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do it perfectly. And then at some point it's not sustainable and you swing to the other side and you become the wild child and the wild child. So you have a dictator versus a wild child. The dictator's like, I must do it this way. And this is what adults do. And you beat yourself up and you're really hard on yourself. And the wild child's like, you're not the boss of me. Let me show you. I'm not making my bed. I'm going to sleep in. I'm not going to go exercise because you know, my body doesn't feel like exercising today. And you just rebel and rebel but then all day long, you have remorse and regret because you've been wild childing it. We don't want to get into that pendulum swing of dictator and wild child. And instead, when you're adulting, you're in that space in between where you're compassionate and you're saying, yay me. Again, we're saying yay me about small things. We can say yay me about big things, but I drive around all day long and I'm like, look at me, I'm adulting. I've become that person who handles this kind of stuff, who takes care of this stuff for me. And That's different than me and the work that I do for other people because I work at that high level, but it's those small things of me taking care of myself, me being reliable, me having boundaries. And so for instance, it could be like sleep, you know, making sure I get enough sleep. And that's something that I'm really practicing on of getting more sleep. And for a long time, I had this huge fear of missing out, you know, oh no, if I don't stay awake, I'm going to miss out. I don't know what I was missing out on because most of my family would go to sleep, but not taking care of myself and then sacrificing myself the next day or doing things, showing up to events or friends invitations, because I was afraid of being excluded in the future. Again, that's all out of scarcity. And instead it's about, you know, planning ahead of time and having an agile brain to make decisions because life isn't black and white. So in closing, we discussed what adulting is. Remember, it's about you being the adult in your life. It's not about being an adulterer. There's a difference. Adulting versus adulterer. We're not talking about cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. It's about you being the boss of you. It's about you supporting you. It's about you being reliable to you. And if you can be reliable to you, you're going to be reliable to other people as well. It's about you being responsible for you. It's about taking care of yourself so that you have more to take care of others. It's about you being the leader of your life. It's about you being your own best friend. And again, if you're your own best friend, you're going to have so much more to give other people. 
It's about knowing and valuing your opinions. And when you could do that, you can value other people's opinions, even if they're different than your own. In addition to what is adulting, we also talked about the things that get in way of adulting and how to be an adult and the dangerous pendulum swing. So we don't want to swing in the pendulum. We want to be ourselves and do it without being perfect. You don't have to be perfect to be an adult because we're not supposed to be perfect. We're going to fall down. We're going to get back up. And that's part of being an adult. We have that perspective. I can't wait for you to go out and practice and becoming the adult in your life. Smiling big for you. Wait, before you go, have you downloaded my mindset practice workbook? It's the same one I use with my clients and it's free for you. It's a practical tool to help you uncover what I talk about here on this show, the stories you tell yourselves, understanding where your feelings come from and how your stories create the results in your life. Go to the show note link and download Mindset Practice Workbook. Now here's the catch. You must do, D-O. You must actually write down the answers. Don't worry only you will see it. So you don't have to worry about, oh no, what if I do it wrong? What if somebody sees what I really think? It's all okay, my friend. Allow yourself to write it down. You can shred it afterwards. You can get rid of it if you don't want people to see it, but just practice it. And it's a great tool. You also must let yourself be willing to suck at it because here's the thing. You're learning a new skill set, and it's supposed to be challenging. And it's also life-changing to master your mindset. So go to the link in the show notes and download the Mindset Practice Workbook. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.